Hi, and welcome to the Unique Perspective Show, broadcast live on Hakol Radio, powered by the Montanivasar. Every person, and in particular, every Jew, is special and unique in his or her own way, contributing to society with their very own flavor. My name is Yehuda Blonder, your show host, and I was born with a rare medical condition called familial dysautonomia, also known as FD. Growing up and overcoming multitudes of medical challenges shaped the person I am today, as well as gave me a rather unique perspective on life. On this show, we will be sitting down with amazing people with unique perspectives in life who will give us a glimpse into their lives and what makes them who they are. Come along with me for the ride on the Unique Perspective Show on Hako Radio. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Unique Perspective Show. On today's show, I am thrilled and honored that we have the pleasure of having Ellie Levin on the show. Ellie is a singer, musician based out of Brooklyn, New York. He is known for his soulful, heartsick music, no matter what genre, be it Hasidish, Israeli, pop, or classic rock. Ellie loves to add a soulful flavor. Ellie has brought his music and heartwarming voice to many simchas and events worldwide adding a special energy that connects spirituality and uplifts his audience. Please help me in welcoming Ellie to the show. Welcome, Ellie, and how are you? Good to see you, Yehuda. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. What's doing? A lot of things are doing. Um, it's actually perfect that you reached out to me now regarding doing this interview because I just released... Yifeinof, a song, a fun summer vibe. And I hope everybody yes. gets to hear it. It's a gorgeous song. Thank so you. where did you grow up? I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Flatbush, went to Varetsky as uh, wow. elementary, moved my way through Mary Shivan High School. Eventually I made it to Camp Simcha, where I met you. Okay, we'll get, we'll get that to, to that later. Okay, okay. I'm I'm rushing things. Yes. <laughs> right. um, so, you grew up in Flatbush, went to Varetsky, and then the, the mirror. You went to Israel at all, or no? Yes, sure. Before Israel, I went to Nesiva Star in Staten Island. Okay. And uh, I had a, two good years there, and then I went to Eretz Yisrael. I, went, I learned by Rav Nissen Kaplan for two years. Wow. And then from there... I came back and went to BMG. I learned in Lakewood for two years. Wow. Okay. So post-Israel, you went to Lakewood. And after Lakewood, what did you do? So after Lakewood, I got married. Okay. Um, I moved to Farakaway. Oh, wow. And I was married. I, I, at first, I was learning in Kolo by Rabbi Forst in Farakaway. Okay. And... I was also learning in Shar Yashav. I, par I participated in a program called Taltachia, where I was learning with these awesome guys there in the morning okay. and then Kol in the afternoon. And then while I was uh, 
then then I started working for a video game company. Oh wow! So uh, on Amazon and eBay, and okay. we used to sell to GameStop. It was like a big. Uh, it was a public company. Okay. And while I was working there, I actually went to school at night for accounting. I was doing an okay. accounting program, and um, eventually I became a CPA. Even though I've never practiced accounting, but I, I took my CPA exams. Wow! And yeah, I did that. What From did there, you What did you yeah. get on your CPA exam? Do you remember? So CPA exams are four parts. Okay. And they're they're super hard tests, and you have to pass all four within eighteen months. Right. So, um, I just remember I was actually taking my my CPA exams right after I had gotten divorced. I got I was married for like three years. Okay. And I got divorced, and at that time it was actually a bracha like that I could like put my mind into something wow. like this. It was like I was just I was working in the day, came home at night and studied for like a full year. That's all I was doing. Wow. I did I did well on my tests. I think high eighties, low nineties on most uh, on pretty much all the four tests. Um, I actually liked it. It's funny. I when I tell people I'm an accountant, they're like, "What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about?" But I I enjoyed the schooling of it. It was it felt good to know that like I I could do well in school because like as a kid, right? As a kid, I was like a troublemaker. When I oh, was really no kid, way, yeah. yeah. I was always kicked out of class. I was always like trying to be funny, making jokes. Rabam left, but they kicked me out. So, wow. so like you know, it was nice to see like when I matured a little bit that I could right. focus and zone in on on school. Where did you go to school, Yuda? I went to Yeshiva Brooklyn for elementary, and then to Tovah oh, nice. for high school. Nice, nice. That's good. Yeah, I never, I never made it out to those yeshivas. I, I <laughs> felt that a little bit, but Varevsky oh. was awesome. You, Varetsky, loved, you liked Varetsky? I loved it. I love Rip Shulnef Landau. He's the Manal. We, I, I was one of the first classes of Varetsky. My older brother was the second class that Varetsky had. And there was one class right before him. So we basically started the issue. Initially, we started learning in the basement of the Alta Rabbi Landau, um, around the corner wow. from Landau Shul. And uh, we grew along with the yeshiva. Wow. I still uh, I still have great memories of my awesome classmates from back then. Once in a while, I bump into them. Feels like a lifetime ago. It yeah. must be a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm an so, old man. You're not an old man, but Baruch Hashem. Um, okay. So, post-Israel, you went to uh, Lakewood. When did you get involved with Kemp Simcha? And when did you go to Kemp Simcha? And how long were you there for? So I think I was 19 when I went to Camp Simcha originally, I think. Okay. I was there for two summers. I was never a counselor. I didn't think I could handle it. It's so, it's such a, a big obligation. And I thought you were a counselor. You were in my co-bunk. So I was, I was a rotator. Right. So okay. that's how, like, you know, every all the specialty right. guys also have campers. Right. But not as a counselor. I was a lifeguard the first summer, and I was a waiter the second summer. Okay. I I wanted to like get different vibes and different experiences, and it was, it was like a like nothing I've ever experienced before. When I went to Kemsim, like you probably like it's Kemsim, like you've been like it's like a part of your life. But but for me, it was like 
oh my gosh, what is this place? Like right. so much joy, so much fun. People like the first day dancing and everybody welcomed in and it feels it feels like a like a fairy tale when you first right. experience it. But yeah, I had two amazing summers there. And then I ended up working for Hilly Newhouse doing swimathon right. for two summers. Oh, wow. So um yeah, we used to raise millions of dollars for, for High Life Line in the summer running. I would go from Bungalow Colony to Bungalow Colony, introducing okay. it to the day camps, and then in the city to day camps in the, in the city. And then I'd go around again to, to collect the money and give out prizes. Wow. Yeah. Is the Swimathon still going or no? I don't know. I'm not in Bungalow Colonies, really. Right. And yeah. I don't see if it's still gone. So, so how did you get into music? And when did you decide that you're just going to do guitar and all that stuff? I've been obsessed with music since I was born. Okay. Uh, as a little kid, I was singing my little head off. And uh, I've, if I've ever seen like a music store, I, I wanted to go in. If I ever saw an instrument, I wanted to try it and play it. As a little kid, I found my uh, uh, guitar in my grandmother's basement in Queens. Okay. She let me have it, and I, I would read. I took out books from the library, and there was no YouTube then. Uh, that's how old right. I am. So, <laughs> so I had to read, and I would like pick up clues. I, I, I would, I would get my classmates, some, some like guys who were musical, to get together, and we we had okay. jams. I used to play for like yeshiva events. Wow. I was I was always obsessed with it, and when I went to Erzsel, I was constantly going with my guitar, like wherever I went. Right. I would get on the bus with my friend Avidan Moskowitz and David Olansky, and uh, we we'd go to the Kavach shop. Masha would go to to kibbutzim. We'd go to Elat, to Fa, even stay in Yerushalayim sometimes. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've always been obsessed. It didn't become a profession till after after I got married. Okay. When I was married, um, I started doing little jobs here and there. Right. Like by word of mouth, I was giving guitar lessons to kids in the neighborhood, and that's when I met Benny Kahan, who started hiring me for some gigs. He was doing this already for a while with some other okay. guys. And it didn't really take off until until uh, I left my job and I right. created an Instagram account, and then it sort of <laughs> like a, a regular career, like a day to day kind of right. thing. Were you in your family? Was your family a musical family when you were growing up? Or, yeah, we're Levine. Or... We're Levine. We all love okay. to sing. Our Shabbos table was always. Everybody harmonizing and singing smears. Um, nobody else in my family went, in my immediate family went in this right. direction. But my my father's side, I'm I'm cousins with Pompadisa and Batal, right. and and they're they're very musical. And our whole extended family is loves to sing and is musical. But you know, some of us went into went into the profession of it. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting comments about. I posted just earlier. Yeah. My friend AJ Ginsburg and Mo Stein rescued a little okay. deer. Like they're wow. a little. 
uh, a deer that got stuck in the in the sewer grate, and wow. they, he was able to pull it out. Very adorable. Uh, okay. So I'm get I got distracted by the message. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, we are we are Levim, So God willing, when Mashiach comes to let us uh, entertain the Beit Hamikdash. Right, Mir Um So I know you were married, and like you said, you got divorced, unfortunately. But you have a kid, also. Um, she, I mean, from what I see, she's adorable. But I don't think she lets you post her anymore. No, so. no, she's already a bar mitzvah girl as of a year ago. She just turned thirteen. Wow. We're not making a bar mitzvah, but we we are planning a fun birthday party with her. Um, wow. She is, Blianhara, like almost an adult. It's a little scary to me. Uh, I'm sure it, it is. It's a big, it's a big, like uh, a big change just from like one year ago. Wow! It, it's really like you know she knows what she's doing. She she she's smarter than all of us. And uh, I, I don't believe that, but okay. That's that's what that's what <laughs> that age believes. So you know, but she's really an amazing fun girl. She's musically talented. She actually composed a song recently, and I'd like to try to. Put it out and, and, and oh, sing wow. it. Yeah, b'shem Hashem, hold okay. me to it. You need to make sure that I I, I go ahead and decide. I, I will hold you to it. That like I'm putting my <laughs> hand in and like it's been so long. Like I, I'm trying to complete a lot of projects, and that's why I'm so happy to release if they know it's a song that I wrote many years ago, and I finally put it onto a track. Wow. And I actually made a cool music video using uh, AI, artificial intelligence, to. Wow. To uh, like just get the vibe of the beauty of Eretz Yisrael, dancing in the Beis Hamikdash. The idea of the song is that I can't wait to dance in the Beis Hamikdash to sing with my brothers. And uh, as a lady, that's really uh, that's where we're going. Right. Wow. Okay. So you keep on bringing up your brothers, brothers, and from your family. Um. Unfortunately, you had. A couple of brothers that um, yeah, unfortunately so passed away. Brothers. So, uh, how was that? How did that affect your music? And if it did at all, and did you take anything out of it, like to to become better? For sure, for sure. Yes, I lost two brothers. My brother Ari passed away first. And then Israel passed away right. uh, in a car accident together with Escala. And I actually released my Afi Komen song telling that story about my brother Israel. And I have written songs for both of them. And for sure, for sure, like, you know, life, life throws a lot of stuff at you and it develops you, hopefully, you know, uh, Yehuda, I'm sure there's been so many challenges in your life and the way you approach life. I'm always right. impressed. You're not intimidated you. by life. You're always cheerful, positive. Whenever I see you, like you light up the room mm, and you, you take life by the horns. I love it. Thank I, you. I'm still, I'm still going crazy about that. Uh, uh, it's like probably almost a year ago that you arranged that thing in that restaurant and like, oh. you <laughs> me up. I was like, wow, Yehuda's like taking control. Uh, I think we got, we got my 
my guys together and we sang for your group that you had arranged there. Yeah. And good for you. You you should continue to like feel good about life and feel um the drive to make things happen. I love that you're doing this thing. This is this this is incredible. I watched some other interviews that you did and you're really you know what you're doing. I love it. But yeah, as far as, as my, my brothers, I I think that it I, I'm I'm a certain type that like I compartmentalize a lot. So I don't I don't let it get to me on a regular basis. Sometimes okay. I'll open up to it. But it definitely okay. made me look at life very differently. We we don't we don't know what's coming. And right. especially over these past few years, like happy day it seems like there's another crazy thing i mean it slowed down a little bit but now now the entire new york is covered in orange smoke <laughs> and like, oh, who could who can anticipate like i lived my whole life and none of these stuff were happening and then since 2020 it's just okay. been one after the like the next it's, like a whole different world it's not normal yeah i like to say it's bc and ac before covid and after covid that's the world you know For sure um the avi kramen song was that the most fulfilling song that you've ever done? Or if there's other fulfilling songs that you've composed and, and sung? Um, yeah, the Atikomen is unique because of the story. Right. And it's so common for people to request that at events. And sometimes it's like almost funny for me to sing it, let's say at a Shabbat breakfast or, or a happy event. And it's a sad song, but, right. but I get it. And I get why people are moved and touched by it. And I'm, I feel lucky that I was able to bring that song like to, to, for people to be able to be moved and connected. So many people have lost loved ones and they tell me that this song makes them cry every time, but in a, in a, in a, satisfying way like that it helps them come like the the, the story of the song is about my father's amuna my right. father's simple strength and ability to 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 take it and say to hashem i accept it i'm asking for uh, a gift in return and, and he asked oh. for shudukham for Claudius Shal as a gift in return so it's a really special way to approach such a tragedy is to be thinking about Kalyushal and so many people who have lost heavy heavy losses are amazed and moved and get some kind of relief and hummer from that concept right so I'm, I'm so thankful it, it literally was a gift because I've had so many songs that I've worked on for a long time and nothing right. happens. I, I didn't. And this song was, uh, it was a, a decision two weeks before Pesach. I want to do it. I sat down. I was crying my eyes out as I was writing it, but like it was one session of just wow. that. I wrote the tune that I wrote the story. I didn't end up writing the final words myself. I hired uh, Mati Elowitz to help me. Okay do it in Yiddish because I, I wanted it in Yiddish. It felt more um, moving to me in Yiddish. And I get I get a lot of comments a lot of times. People telling me, why, why didn't you do it in English? Like, you know, people would understand it better in English. 
I added the subtitles in English on the YouTube right. video, but something about Yiddish is more touching to me, and I felt like I, I wanted it in Yiddish. Maybe that Varetsky Yiddish is That's exactly it. It's it, the I reason think about that sometimes because it's literally the direction that my life went helped me become the person I am today. And you don't you don't see it as it's happening all the time. Right. Afterward, looking back, you're like, wow, like if I didn't know Yiddish, like my whole entire career would have been very different. Such a big portion of the music that I like and that I sing is Yiddish. Right. We will be right back after words from our sponsor. Do you like schnitzel? Maybe the house needs some repairs. Or perhaps you want to build a new house. Call Schnitzel Builders today and speak to Avi Hirsch. Kitchens, bathrooms, additions and interior renovations, as well as custom new homes and full custom renovations. The Schnitzel Builders team also works extensively in the roofing and siding field as well. We started back in 2017 doing renovations in Passaic, New Jersey, and we have grown into a flourishing construction company with multiple in-house crews building bathrooms, attics, and decks, as well as our general contracting services working closely with plumbers, electricians, and HVAC companies, all of whom are licensed and insured. We service the North Jersey area, including Passaic, Teaneck, Bergenfield, Fairlawn, and even as far as Newark and Linden. Avi Hirsch and Schnitzel Builders can easily be reached by phone at 929-777-0372 or send an email to schnitzelbuilders at gmail.com. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. So what type of music do you write and what type of music do you do you sing? I know it's like something called soulful, but what, what, is, what does soulful mean? So my Instagram handle is, if it's moving, I'll sing it. Okay. I'm attracted to music that moves you, that, that, that you can feel, that, that you recognize almost the emotion in the, in the, the way I, like I, I sing it. Right. Um, I love, I, I love Hartzig music. I also love, fun, lively music, and I, that, that was my goal with the Yifei Nof song that I just put out to try to get a little a little beat going for the summer. Right. But, uh, but like, my natural tendency is towards the softer, moving, heartsick stuff. You did a song, you did a song um, with Thank You Hashem, didn't you? I did a Rav Nachman song with Thank You Hashem. Yeah. I remember Arya Bloomstein actually went to Varetsky with me. He was my classmate. Oh no way! I didn't. Yeah. I did not know that he was in your class. Yeah, yeah. We go back for many, many years. Wow. And um, he called me. He said, "I got this great song for you, Rib Nachman." I think I had done my Rib Shailenigan cover, right. so you know maybe that's what made him think of me. And I loved it. And I added a bridge. The high, the high part, the high bridge of the song was my addition to the song. We recorded it by Donny. I love how Donny records and produces Donny Gross. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, thank Hashem just keeps on keeps on giving gifts. You know, keeps on yeah. doing amazing stuff. Did you see their their recording studio? 
Yeah, yeah, Mandy Portnoy. Have you been there? I was there once. Yeah. Nice, nice. We need a Yehuda song. You come up with a song. I, I can't sing. So. Okay, okay. Well, you, nowadays anybody can sing. <laughs> That's true, because it's all... Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about the whole music industry that it's changing? I embrace it. It's yeah. great. Meaning the world is supposed to change. The world is right. supposed to uh, progress. And it's speeding up now. And it's very okay. noticeable day to day, year to year. It's very obvious. But you're, the, the goal should be is to move along with it, to try it out, to keep up with that. And you know how like sort of the barrier of entry is very low. Like get, for, for anybody to just come out and make a song, that, that's great because it brings so many new flavors to music. Right. And um, people people are, are looking for that. They, they want more new, fun, interesting styles. And I say, go for it. Like everybody, if you have a feeling, if you have a vibe, let the world know about it. Share it. Right. But what do you think about the whole social media aspect of it? I like it. I like it. I think social media is a way that any individual can reach a lot of people. It's, okay. It's, it's in a way it's hard in a way it's easy meaning because everybody could do it it's a little flooded right so it's very hard to get attention but if something is actually really good it will get attention right. and it will stand up i saw zusha had a crazy viral video recently yeah. and it's amazing like that like if, if not for social media they wouldn't have been able to get that bump now like it, meaning could be but it's this was the route for them right. to do it. Your, your route with Afi Kremen was social media or no? Um, for sure. For sure my social media helped. Like I, I shared it and, and posted it. But it probably took off like more organically because the the just the story is so, right. so strong and touching that people shared it. But like, how do you share through social media? So like, it's right. a, it's a venue, like an avenue of the way things move around. Right. What do you um, think? What do you think about social media? First of all, my 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 take on social media: it's good and bad. That's my take. You could see the good, and you could see the bad. Like everything. Yeah. But. Um, I want to delve a little bit more into Avi Kremen's song. First of all, the first night that it came out, I just, I'm going to be honest, I was crying because I know you. I didn't know Yisrael or her or his Kala, but I know you. It was very, very, very nice. Nice. Um, but it took you two weeks to write it. That's all. Wow. It took, it took um, two weeks from when I thought of doing the song till when it was released as a video. Oh, okay. So that's even, it took less than two weeks to write it. Meaning, I, it, it was a miracle because like, I, I thought of it two weeks before Pesach and I wanted it out before Pesach because right. Pesach had become its song. So I thought of it on a Thursday and reached out to Mati Elowitz that day. He had... He told me he's super busy. He doesn't know if he'll be able to get to it. But, but he was so into the 
concept right. that he wrote the lyrics by Friday, the next day. Wow. And I had gotten Donnie involved by then and uh, and uh, Eliana Talheim from Flash of Design. She did the video and she's incredible. You guys should check her out. She does great work. And uh, we we had the video up like a few days before Pesach. I was like, it was it, it was incredible that, that it went, went so smooth. Um, it's funny, like the, the song, the tune of it has a little bit of a country vibe. Right. And I, I, I wanted that because that's a story type of genre. Like right. countries, like country music is usually telling a story. Or you know, it's a good it's a good way to tell a story with country vibe. But um, yeah, I, I I I sing it almost every gig. Wow, what made you decided decide to do the video at like the beach or wherever it was looked recorded? Yeah, we did it in in uh, Long Beach. Wow, and I wanted a chuppah by by the water. Okay. The backdrop of the song. So it started out just me by the beach, but it ended with the the chuppah. And right. I felt like it, it would, you know, there's something very like deep about the, just the water, the heaven, the, the earth. Like, you know, it's very raw. Just, right. you know, just zoning on, on there's neshamas up in Shemayim that you know, they, 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 you know, what's really sweet about Israel and Elishab is that we went to the same Bangal Kalmi. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure Israel knew that he wanted to, you know, marry her from a very young mm-hmm. age. It was never inappropriate or whatever. <laughs> but we, no, like boys and, and girls in our, in our circle right. did not even talk. But mm-hmm. from, like, you know, just from knowing her from the Bangal Kalyan, we knew the Kaplans. Right. We always love them. They're such a fun, good, loving, like every every Kaplan always has a joke on their on their mind. They're ready to share a funny joke, something funny. Mosey Kaplan is hysterical. Cantor Joel Kaplan always has a good joke. And uh, it, it was it was a tribute to, to that Hassan and Kala that up in Shemayim. They're shepping nachas of all the shaduchim that my father helped to organize through his website, 10K Bat Yisrael. The, right. the song was almost meant to promote the organization, 10K Bat Yisrael, which is basically 10,000 shaduchim. 10K Bat Yisrael means, my right. father's name Hashem, please send 10,000 shaduchim. It's funny, so I did a, I did a, a promotion for them recently. And right. somebody like, what's 10K that, that, that you have to pay Shadchan is $10,000? I'm like, no, 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 it's not about money. Uh, it, it's about trying to reach that number to be wow. a for them. So what, how did your father come up with this idea of, first of all, the number, and second of all, the whole organization thing? I think, number one, Blian Hara, all my siblings are married except my youngest brother who's just about to start Shadduchim okay. but my sisters went through Shadduchim and my father knew what people are going through like there's so many girls out there that are not even able to get the attention of Shadduchim wow. it's like there's, it's, 
it's just a hard partial right. for so many people. And so many people are worried constantly about it. Is it going to happen? As like in, in our community, if a girl's already 21 years old, she's like, oh no, what's going to happen? 25, oh my God, you know? Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a very high stress topic for people who are in that parsha. And Blianhar and my sister had gotten married not too long before that. And it was still a thought in my father's head that like, my father's always bothered about the concept of how Shadduchim are done. Right. You know, the, the Tznias aspect of like sending girls pictures out and judging based okay. on that. So it was a big topic to my father. And when this happened, he, you know, you're thinking like it's a couple who, who, who right. died. let it be as chus for Shadduchim for, for people. And, you know, probably the number was just you wanted a sizable number that, that like right. to be significant. Do we know what number they, they're up to right now? Yeah. If you check out 10K Batistral, okay. they actually just refreshed the site. They made my, my brother-in-law, uh, right. Epstein. Yeah. He has a, a business called Cornerstone Media. He does websites. He does an incredible job. Okay. So go check out 10K Batistral. It actually shows you how many Shidduch suggestions have happened. It's somewhere like 20,000 Shidduch suggestions have wow. been logged on the site. Um, how many... Date, like it gives you data. And I think the Shadduchim is somewhere above 250 Shadduchim are engaged wow. since, since the accident. Wow. Not 10,000 yet, but we're going to get there. We, we, need to draw, we need to draw attention to it. <laughs> we need people to know about it so that more Shadduchim. The, the idea of the site is more like. Don't yeah, what's the idea of the site? The idea of the site is it's a platform for people to brainstorm and log their Shadduchim. Like, if they think of an idea to start uh, a new post, basically okay. saying, I have a, 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 a boy and a girl going out. And it, it, as it succeeds, it's a, uh, it promotes the idea for people to try to think Shadduchim, not relying on Shadduchim, but individuals. Right. And once in a while, I hear more and more of these organizations, and I think, great, like people are all coming up with the same idea. Let's, as individuals, come up with ideas of Shadduchim. So, let, uh, uh, you know, we hope it succeeds and more and more people have beautiful, happy marriages together. Wow. So, wow. Beautiful. Um, so, music is your full-time job. You, yeah. you, you don't do anything else. What happened that you left your, your nine-to-five job at gaming at that place? Yeah. Originally, I was working at this gaming business. And I got very good at Excel, which is right. like uh, a spreadsheets program. And I was right. using it to track tens of thousands of items on Amazon. Okay. And I was able to like restock based on that. I learned, I learned the like avoida of doing a business on Amazon really well. Wow. And while I was there, somebody else reached out to me about okay. joining his business. A Jugata business. He had a huge inventory of stuff, and we made some arrangement that we would share in the profit mm -hmm. of the stuff that's selling Amazon. And I started doing that with him. And at a certain point, I uh, it was growing nicely, and I was doing well with it. And at that point, I left 
my other business, my other job, because this was a right. better use of my time. And then at a certain stage, after I had done a ton of work and things started sort of almost go on autopilot because like okay. once it's everything listed and, and search engine optimized, it's just more about just keeping the inventory steady and it's a very easy right. job. So at that point, it started bothering my partner that I was making money off easy work. And he started changing it up. I mean, meaning like I had done all the hard work already. He started changing it up and being dishonest about certain things. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I was bothered by it. And eventually, I was like, I don't need it. I, I don't want to have animosity. I don't want to have Agnes Nefesh from this. Right. Me. And I left it. I said, you keep it, you know, whatever. Wow. And at that point, I opened up my Instagram account. And very quickly, it took off. And I was wow. able to be working almost every day very, very soon after doing some pleasant events. So it, it, it's like almost like within a day or like a, a couple of months? Probably a couple of months. But, um, I, and I had already been doing it as like, right, a you've been year, doing like a night sometimes when I was, uh, while I was working at the other job. But the Instagram really like moved things to much quicker that within a few months I was doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, and so, so you came out with this new song now, another new album, Ellie, coming up? I or, am, or... I am working on two projects that are meant, it, I don't like to call it an album because an album, I feel like when I do an album, I want it to be a full new song production. This is two, two different projects that are, that are both, like okay. focused on covers the one of them has a few new songs that i wrote and maybe i hope if i could even do the lani song that she wrote maybe it would be good right. to add it on but i'm calling them collections mm-hmm. two collections of songs that i want to be releasing hopefully you know in the near future okay we will be right back after words from our sponsor Better care in the air. When you need urgent medical attention or transport, you deserve peace of mind. Based on the East Coast, Paraflight is a full-service medical transport company dedicated to providing dependable, compassionate, and customized care and service to patients and medical teams worldwide. Founded by emergency medical professionals, we understand the sensitive, critical needs of medical teams, patients, and their families. We transport patients and teams from tertiary care facilities, hospital to hospital, or any other destination across the United States and beyond. Our team never compromises on safety or quality of care, following a patient-first, not profit-driven model of care. This ensures you get the exact customized medical transport solution you need. Check us out online at www.paraflight.aero. Call us today, 844 538 1911 or send an email to info at paraflight.aero. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. Um, top five songs of all time. 
That's not Pasha. Um, I love Elikaina Shama from Daddy. Do you know Elikaina Shama? Elikaina Shama. I don't know if you remember, but, but like I, 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 I love Daddy's vibe in general. Right. So many positive Gishmaka Rocky songs. And I love Elikaina Shama, which is a slow, soft song from him. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite songs to sing is Hallelujah. Okay. Also known as uh, Boikala, if you want the Jewish version of it. Okay. Um, one song that I really love is Rebone from Barry. And Rebone was actually written by Yassi Muller, who was a classmate of mine, Mary Shiva. Wow. You know no. Yossi Muller's six foot seven. Oh, maybe. Was he in camp, Yossi Muller? I don't think he was in Camp Simcha. He was a Heller guy. He was, oh, okay. He was the, they called him Sky Muller. He was great at basketball. Oh, really? He's a nutritionist in Lakewood now. Oh, wow. And uh, he's written some songs for Shweki, Barry, and some other awesome okay. singers. Um, okay, so we're doing, we do Barry. Yeah. Uh, I always like to say Barry's, uh, I, I like his voice the best. Okay. We'll get um, to that in a minute. Okay, okay. Is that one on the chart? <laughs> um, what I, I love, um, Maishi Tischler's, um, Philas, what, what's it called? Um, okay. I forgot um, what it's called, but I know. <laughs> maybe one of these songs. Yeah, I really, really like that song. And Yif Enough. <laughs> you had to, you had to bring it in. Of yeah, course. I, I don't know if anybody heard me say about this yet, but that's the uh, song Yif Enough, and I hope I, I actually have two giveaways going on right now. Oh no, really? Thousand dollars each. One, one of the giveaways is to just like the post and tag three friends, okay. and the other giveaway is. Um, if you add this, the song to your playlist, either on Spotify or Apple or, or 24-6 or, or YouTube, uh, just add the song to your playlist and share the, my, the, the real, the link. The real? The, the real on, this, on your story to let other people know about it. And uh, the drawing is going to be Mata Shabbos for the first one and Sunday night for the second one. Oh, so wow. you can win a thousand bucks. You who to get in on it. <laughs> If I win, it's not going to look good. Hey, well, we don't get involved. If you win, you win. <laughs> That's how it works. Anyway, Where, top five singers of all time. Okay. So I said Barry is my favorite voice. Um, I love Isha Rebo. I love... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, figure out how to... How to uh, you, how can to go, you can go backwards also. Like back in time, right? Um, I I like um, I love Mordechai David and Avram Free, but I don't I don't want to use up those spots. But okay, we're gonna go. I, I like the nostalgia. You could do I'm top really, ten. You could do top ten. I love all of them, really. I, I've I've had I've sung music from every single one of these amazing singers, and 
each each voice contributes its uh, its own flavor, and I love it. Right. Thank God. Thank God. I, I like nowadays. I like singing some bringing back some ABs at my gigs to sing like Joe DiMaggio's card and the bumps from the East Side. Did you did you want to sing some destiny? Like remember destiny and variation? Yeah. Did you ever did you get to sing on get on AB's new on AB Rottenberg's new album or no? No, no. AB didn't didn't call me. Mm-hmm. I would have totally been up for it. <laughs> but uh yeah, that was a good album. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite song from that album? It's a lot. It's a many songs. So I don't know. They're all good. I love the Shulam Lemmer's song from that. It's so touching. It's about the the the, the baker remembering, yeah, remembering his life before the war. So so sweet, so moving, and he does such a good job with the. Ellie yeah. Schwebel did a good job with the with the journey at sea. Right. Very cool. What's next, Yehuda? What's next? You, you, you're awesome, Ali. I, I really love you. I, I love the music that you put out. I, I love just you, that you, you being you, Thank and you. your whole thing. You're just amazing. Yehuda, I say the same thing about you. No, no, no. you have such no. beautiful energy. You, you take life by the horns. You, you decide you want to do something and you do it. Uh, this, this wasn't my decision. <laughs> wasn't it? This wasn't my decision. Whose decision was it? This this was my my nephew pulled me up. I I didn't want to do it at first. Yeah, but how did how did it happen? He called you up. He said you would be a good interview and you should do it. He wants me. He wanted to start a radio show, uh, a radio station, and on it with radio shows. So he asked me if I want to do. It. He said I want you to do it. I said no, no. He's like, I want to call it. He's like, I want to call it the Blondini Show. I said, (laughs) absolutely not. I am not doing the Blondini Show. Do you see what a legend you are? Your nephew's like, this. This is my ticket. This is my ticket to fame. The Blondini Show. I'm not doing the Blondini Show. I told him. (laughs) But But I I think I think you really do a good job in terms of like you came up with a good list of topics. I wanted to talk about one topic. It just happened today. Okay. And I want to know your input. Okay. Somebody messaged me on my website saying, I remember you from Yeshiva. I love your new song. It's fire. But I don't even know how to word it the way he worded it. But basically, he wasn't happy with the picture of me on the website that it didn't look from enough. Like I'm, I'm wearing an undershirt and okay. like you can see a little bit of my skin. And I have like feelings about it. I wouldn't normally. I don't. I don't care. Like right. I wouldn't care to respond, but I felt like I wanted to respond to him. Yeah. Because um, just it's it's not tasteful. Right. I have a feeling that like you know we're we're, we're all individuals. You know, you're wearing a beautiful white shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt. What I wrote, I wrote back to the guy. Yeah, I wanted your feedback on this. I okay, back, I don't think it even went through them. For some reason, something happened with the email and didn't go through. And I don't care, but I, I just wanted to send this message to people. Mm-hmm. I, I said to him, like, you, thank you so much, brother. You probably believe that you're doing this at its sitkus, 
and you think you're doing something lofty and holy. But I was saying, really, you have to be careful that what feels like a good thing to you might actually be damaging. Right. And somehow we each believe that exactly where we are in our faith is the perfect combination. And Correct. Everybody that's more from is probably fanatic and everybody who's less from is uh, a low life. Right. And what you have to realize is that every single arrangement of people came out who they are. Now, right. that, that doesn't mean that each of us don't need to improve. We all right. do need to work and improve. But 100%. if you're looking at a person and you're so moved by your drive to correct them that you're going to message a stranger almost to tell right. them how to how to dress and how to live their life, that comes across as a, 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 a judgy, unloving kind of place. It doesn't feel like I want to change because you, you, right. you, you brought it to my attention that I'm not as from as you, you know? Well, I, I, I agree. I don't think anyone should judge anyone where they are in life because each person is, whoever they turn out to be is what they they're supposed to be and don't judge anyone just by looking at a picture maybe if you know him or whatever you speak to him you can talk to him or whatever don't don't judge someone just by what you see on the outside that's what that's another thing about social media because you're judging someone on social media what how they're looking on social media but you don't really know who they are outside social media Right. It's so true. And social media is a projection. Correct. And you don't know what the person's going through, what they've been through. Yeah. But, right. But to me, the, I, I would like to say to a person right. like that, find a way to be more loving and accepting. Yes, that doesn't mean you should think that, that their way of life is good for you. Right. You know, it doesn't mean everybody can do anything they want and that should be fine. Right. But you have to wonder about yourself if you're that type of person that you're reaching out to somebody that you don't really have a connection to and giving them musser right it says something about your mindset and it's not i don't think it's a positive thing it's probably a negative it's probably a negative person ellie that that just wants to uh, uh, tell you oh you're not you you you're a firm person but you're not from because i also started it with like that's how th that you probably feel like you're doing a mitzvah because the person probably thought I'm not being negative. I'm being a tzaddik. The person probably was, but but you know, maybe his maybe his tzaddik is uh I don't know like uh like he doesn't know what it really means to right. be a, to be a a normal person. Who knows? It could be some. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. You never know. So I, I just wanted to add that just because it's, it's something that like I see it happen a lot, not necessarily to me, but right. and I might even think like weighing in on somebody, somebody's done doing something that feels like it's not cool. And I have, I'm sure, done stuff like that. But it, it's important to recognize sometimes when you sometimes when you feel like you're being a tzaddik, you have to question if it's actually positive what you're doing. Right. One last question before I let you go. The most influential person that you ever spoke to or want to speak to? It's funny. I, I don't. I don't want to like 
limit say that this is the most because it's very extreme like like you know to choose one person or a thing but i just was messaging yochi brisman today mm-hmm. um because we're doing an event together coming up and years ago my brother shmuel david had cancer my older brother oh, wow i didn't know that shmuel david had cancer that's how we initially even got involved with high lifeline got it and Blin Harbach Hashem, he healed, and he's right. healthy, and he has beautiful children, and everything. He lived. He lived in Monty, right? Yeah. Okay. But while while he had cancer, I remember that Yochi Briskman used to come to my house. He brought him a drum set, okay. and he taught him how to play drums because that's something that Shmuel David really wanted to do. Right. And I I reminded him today, and he said, "Sure, I remember." And I said, you don't realize what a chizik that was to all of us. Right. He, he just thought, like, somebody's asking me to come do this for a boy who's struggling with cancer, and maybe it was a schlep and whatever, and he decided to do it. But he doesn't realize that till today, I, a full-grown adult, right. think of, wow, that was such a, a change. It's such a, a memorable part of my life that he used to come to our house. We were excited. Wow who was doing concerts with Shweki and whatever, was coming to our house and teaching my brother. And many times when people reach out to me and ask me to do a chesed, to come, to come to people's house or to sing for somebody who's sick or whatever, I think, who knows, maybe this is a chesed to somebody that could last for years. Wow. It helps motivate me to do things till today. So you don't know. Like something that right. you do today could seem like insignificant to you, but it could right. have a big impact on the rest of somebody else's life. Right. So Yochi Briskman made a huge lasting ration. Your parents still live in Flatbush, right? My parents live in Flatbush. We're the only ones. We're the last ones. Most of my siblings are in Muncie or sick. And you were in Flatbush or you were in Flatbush? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so much thank you so you. much for letting me interview you. Um, I really had a great time. And keep up the great work. Amen, amen. I love your vibe and energy and, and your love. Thank you. You're, you're a true you're a true muscle of how, how to live and how to behave. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Send my best to your family. I will. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. You have just listened to the latest episode of the Unique Perspective Show, broadcasted live on Hako Radio, powered by the Munson Mavasser. The Unique Perspective Show is hosted by Yehuda Blonder, who can be contacted through Hako Radio by sending an email to info at hakoradio.com. This show and many others can be found in the Hako Radio archive system, on our website and mobile apps, and can also be found on all major podcasting services.